Hello, hope you're having a good weekend. It was Callum's turn this week to pop up for a cameo at the end of the week and we were treated to some lovely stepdad moments with Lexi. Callum just can't resist the sad Mitchell eyes. So, after Tommy goes missing and isn't in the park where he told Lexi he'd be, Whitney suggests to Kat they get the police involved, as they know he's possibly with whoever he's been talking to online. And so Kat arrives back at the laundrette to see Callum there, in his police gear, after Whitney called in a favor. Not that Callum owes Whitney anything, plus he's still in the dark about the fact Whitney could have killed him and Ben on their wedding day. It's just a bit unsettling to me, especially considering there's been no display of guilt on Whitney's part, or acknowledgement she did the wrong thing, and going by an earlier scene in this EP can even find amusement in it now, we don't even know if she still thinks Ben had something to do with Kush's death. But whatever her current feelings are, Callum not knowing she was driving the car that night and what her intentions were make their interactions seem unbalanced to me. Even if he and Ben can look past it, not getting that chance to confront her and address it still feels like the elephant in the room. Clearly Kat isn't going to say anything, even content to let Whitney look after Lexi despite knowing who she was aiming for that night, so perhaps it comes from Gray eventually, in his attempts to manipulate and deflect. He's already threatened Chelsea with prison, maybe he tries to do the same with Whitney down the line, or her guilt flares up when she finds out that Gray killed Kush and Ben really did have nothing to do with it. I'd really just rather it was out in the open because I can't enjoy Callum and Whitney interactions like I did before, knowing he's in the dark. Anyway, Callum tries to calm an agitated cat, reasoning that they shouldn't panic too soon. Callum being Callum, it's a genuine attempt at assurance, but cat being cat, it doesn't exactly placate her and she lashes out at him in her panic, calling him PC Plod, got that from Phil, obviously, and demanding he find her son. Callum keeps his cool, knowing she's just worried, and makes sure she knows that's the plan, asking if there's any info at all she can tell him about this person Tommy's been talking to but she says that because she banned him from everything once she found out, he's not been exactly forthcoming with the info. Callum tries again, wondering if Tommy mentioned where they lived, but that gets Kat wondering if he's gotten on a bus or a train, as this woman could be anywhere. She panics that he could be halfway across the country without even his phone on him. Except Lexi pipes up to say that actually, he does. Tommy gave her a tenor to make it back for him, she really is Ben's daughter. It makes you wonder with this revelation why none of them thought to suggest trying his phone in that case. But Kat moves from worry that he's out there without his phone, to anger that he does have his phone and has therefore been able to remain in contact with the online stranger, and she aims her frustration at Lexi, hissing that she took his phone from him to keep him safe. And that's when protective stepdad Callum intervenes, not tolerating Kat raising her voice at Lex and warning her that's enough. Super cute, not gonna lie. Whitney addresses Lexi to ask if Tommy said anything about who he might be talking to, and she shakes her head, but Callum senses that she's upset and crouches down so he's at her level and asks her not to, and speaks as softly as he can, making sure Lexi knows it's important to tell him if she knows anything. And it's followed by some positive reinforcement when she shakes her head again to indicate there's nothing else, calling her a good girl and giving her a reassuring smile. Clearly, while he understands Kat's panic, he won't allow her to speak to Lexi like that or make her feel this is her fault. Bless him. But Kat's thinking the worst now, imagining that he's miles away, at the other end of the country, getting involved in drugs or gangs or anything. Chelsea casually walks in mid-spiral with some parcels to send, I must have missed when the laundrette became a post office as well, and upon learning that Kat thinks Tommy's gone missing, 
is confused because she just saw him at the park kicking his ball about. And then they're all confused, but rush off to the park to find him. Cue them all storming through the park, with a furious cat leading the charge as she confronts Tommy for going behind her back. To be honest I'm not sure what Tommy expected after he ran away from Whitney in the first place, meaning they all knew he was missing, but I guess he realized that his mum knows about his plans to meet this person off the internet and he accuses Lexi of grassing on him once again. Lexi then turns to Callum and pleads with him not to tell Ben as he says snitches get stitches. And while that I can certainly believe that's something he'd say, with it being rule number one when it comes to Mitchells and the law, I'm not as certain Ben would say it directly to Lexi and genuinely encourage her to keep secrets from him. Especially after what he experienced as a child and how he gathered the courage to speak up, to snitch on his abuser. He could have maybe said it jokingly to her after going behind Lola's back or something, but to be honest I think the most likely thing is she's overheard Ben using it in relation to grassing people to the police, or people grassing them to the police, and, you know, Callum was in the cop uniform. To be fair though, it didn't exactly discourage Lexi from disclosing everything she knew anyway. In fact, she was pretty forthcoming with the initial gossip about Tommy being up all night talking to a woman online, and then piping up about the fact she nicked his phone back for him. She didn't seem too worried about snitching then. So maybe she was actually doling out a casual threat to Callum about snitching on her. Which is a rather hilarious thought considering the fact that Balam are currently not in the Mitchell house because Phil thinks Callum is a snitch. And it adds an extra layer of amusement to Callum's reaction to Lexi's request, which is to agree to keep it between them, almost as if he's concerned about the threat. I don't actually think this is the case, but the double meaning is funny. Anyway, even though Callum agrees not to tell Ben, I do think that he will, even just to bring up the point about Lexi overhearing things she shouldn't. Though his cat and Tommy literally live in the same house as Lexi and Lola, I can't see Ben not finding out eventually anyway. Perhaps he can then make the point to Lexi that snitches only get stitches in certain situations and that sometimes it's important to tell people things. Anyway, Lexi is placated, and after Callum tells Tommy off for running off and worrying his mum, he turns back to Lexi and suggests they leave the rest of them to it, and cheers her up at the suggestion of ice cream on the way home. And now I'm amused for a different reason because Callum had literally been informed that Tommy was meeting a woman from the internet, but instead of waiting to see who it was meeting up with a 10-year-old boy in the park, he walks off to get ice cream with Lexi instead. Of course, the woman turns out to be Janine's 9-year-old daughter Scarlett, but Callum didn't even stick around to find that out. He really just thought well I was enlisted to find Tommy, we found him, Kat's got this, off I go. A fantastic stepdad, and a terrible cop that's our Callum. And just like last week, I'm combining a recap with a week ahead because we have another tiny snippet for next week, week 35. And it's Ben's turn for a passing mention, for Thursday. It's a Darren EP, so that's good. The bad news is that Phil is back and he's not happy about Kirit's investment in the arches. But he hasn't a leg to stand on, it's Ben's business as he said, and he didn't want to help so Ben didn't have much choice. What's also coming back this week is the Ian bashing incident, as Gray tells the Carters he saw Tina on a bus and it's like they suddenly remember that, as far as they are aware, she's staying away because she's the suspect, but they know that it was Phil and Sharon. So Shirley pleads with them to hand themselves in and let Tina come home. They don't know what's really happened to her of course, that Gray didn't really see her on a bus, so I wonder what his motivation is for telling the Carters that, making himself a bit suspicious there. It's also another thing that Ben is unaware of, that his dad is the one who bashed Beale. Wonder if that's going to be addressed at some point, 
there's quite a lot of secrets going around in Walford at the moment actually, makes you wonder if there's actually time for all these reveals. Thursday 2nd Sept, Darren Little Meanwhile, Phil returns and is unhappy with Ben when he sees the new Arches signage. Shirley soon arrives and tells Phil to hand himself in for what he did to Ian. Shirley also pleads with Sharon to go to the police. In other news, following the It's Who We Are TV advert, looks like E are throwing up ads everywhere, including billboards, the radio and even TikTok. One such billboard gives us a little glimpse of Ben at the arches with Kirit. If there's a digital billboard near you, look out for them I guess. Source. And finally, we held our little raffle this week for mine-260 pounds raised. Thanks to all who entered and congrats to the winners.